All right, kids, here we go. We're going to join uh, Scarlet on Freedom Revolution Network after I get on the speaker and then get on there and I'm going to be late. She's going to be a little pissed, but that's okay. So here we go. Do, 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 bum, 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 bum. So give me a uno momento, and then we really get on, and I am co-hosting with her. Spreaker overloads. Be there in a second. I better get back to her. Curtis is freaking. Whoop, literally. Oh, no. Oh, shit, really? Oh, no. All right, come on. Load the computer, please. Pretty, please. Pretty, please. Start. Live. Uh, ex- weather. Extreme. Here we go. And we're going just to... I'm not even going to fill this crap in. I'm just going to put my picture and go. Uh, pics. Come on. Is it on desktop? I think it is, actually. Uh, yep, there we go. Small, try that one. And voila, there we go. All right, so we're now in Spreaker. Okay, now I'm going to jump in the stream yard. And uh, here we go. All the crap that's in the background that you don't see. Okay, here we go. At the studio. Do, 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 do. Really? Oh, fuck. Still be the same thing. Um, and... So that is what bothered me about this is that they just didn't even have a name for this storm. Um, But they say the full extent of the storm's impact may not be clear for days. Well, it's two days later and we still haven't heard anything. They said over a thousand miles of coastline, including some of the most remote areas of the United States. According to Jeremy Zydek, a public information officer with Alaska's Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. It's a very large area and the damage across that area really varies quite a bit and access to these areas is difficult the storm is still ongoing in the northwest part of the state this was two days ago no injuries or fatalities have been reporting yet but they are conducting a search from a young boy missing from hooper bay one of the heavier hitted heavier hit villages um for scientists for years scientists have expressed concerns that climate change has set the stage for greater impacts from large non-tropical cyclones in alaska Warmer summers and oceans have caused a greater than normal seasonal loss of ice. As well as which makes the region more vulnerable to ocean inundation. Mike Dunleavy declared an emergency Saturday in the face of the unprecedented storm. Communities along the low-lying western coast also saw severe flooding and violent winds. 
Roads, of which there have been a few in the region, have battered and washed away. The storm, light, storm surge knocked out lines of communication, prompted evacuations, and wrenched homes from their foundation. One unoccupied house drifted until it got under the Snake River Bridge. The tide gauge in Nome, which is being known at the end point, end point of the famed Iditarod Trail sled dog race, showed levels more than nine feet above normal levels early Saturday, exceeding the peak seen during the ferocious storms in 2011 and 2004, according to the National Weather Service. A fire broke out at the Bering Sea Bar and Grill in Nome amid the heavy winds. An offshore buoy reported waves at or above 35 feet for 12 hours, peaking at more than 50 feet. I believe the official reading was like 53.8 feet. And while winds gusted for 70 miles an hour for over 11 hours. That is a hurricane. You can call it a non-tropical low, whatever, but that's a hurricane. If you have 70 mile an hour winds, 74 mile an hour or more would make it a cat one. Um, certain areas had wind gusts up to 90. You got 50-foot waves, and you're just calling this a small storm? No. This, this thing was like basically a hurricane at this point. They said all of these communities, there's no road connections to any of them. It's a very different setup than anywhere in the lower 48. Runways will have to be cleared before people can receive supplies. Most goods are moved by air or barge. Without power, people pack freezers, lose food for their upcoming season. Um, the system punishing Alaska over the weekend was the remnants of Pacific Typhoon Murbach, which merged with a pair of non-tropical storms as it veered towards the Bering Strait, the thin strip of water between Russia and Alaska. It's not new for Alaska to be hit with the fallout for a, a former typhoon, but this one came fast and furious and taking a shorter path than usual. This one was special because of how strong it developed. It's also unusually massive, larger than the size of Texas, and almost as big as Alaska proper. Most of the affected areas saw winds between 60 and 80 miles an hour. It's important for people to understand that these things are possible for us. It was devastating for a lot of communities. Mark Springer, the mayor of Bethel, said his town, which is 60 miles inland from the Bering Sea, is far enough away from the worst flooding to avoid much of the property damage, but the water is rising boot high in some places. He heard villagers lost their fish, fish racks and smoke houses, as well as the subsistence sheds where people keep their gear and motors. His social media timelines have been full of pictures of floodwaters and evacuations. Many boats floated away and sank, cutting off another vital means of transportation. Boats are going to be scattered all over the tundra. In some cases, you're going to have to wait until the ground freezes and go over with snowmobiles and try to drag them. The massive storm surge and gigantic waves could cause heavy beach erosion at any time of year, but the fact that the storm struck in the high September heightened the erosion risk. It also arrived during hunting season, meaning that hundreds of people who might have been hunting in the remote Alaskan wilderness would be without access to updates about the storm and might be stuck off the grid. The Nome Council Road used by hunters and Alaskans to travel inland from the Bering Sea coast has been partially washed away. Major flooding was also reported in the small coastal communities of Chebec, Kotlik, Nutak, Golovin, and Shaktulik, where multiple evacuations were um, necessary. And Shaktulik, if any of you guys ever watched the show um, Life Below Zero, um, that show, that town, Shaktulik, is um, featured. They've got a couple of people who live there. And so it's very small, very rural. Um, they said also, um, the area is 
particularly vulnerable to erosion with some sections of the coastline losing up to 100 feet of land to the sea each year. Um, looking, according to the fourth national climate assessment, a comprehensive climate change report, looking at the impacts in the United States published in 2018. So, I mean, we know this was going to come anyway. They can say climate change or whatnot, but people need to realize these serious storms that are attacking people literally in their way of life around the world cannot be stopped. They honestly, at this point, can barely be predicted. Meteorologists are having a really hard time keeping up and understanding these quick and fast changes of which we've never seen before. Um, one thing that also happened during the weekend was flooding in Italy. Um, was the flooding in Italy. And I don't know if many, too many people heard about it, but the Italian flooding was wild. Um, they said that they got a water bomb where in one hour, 350, oh, 420 millimeters of rain in less than two hours. That's over 20 inches of rain. Um, and this was the 15th and the 16th. So about four days ago, four or five days ago, um, the Guardian has an article from yesterday that said, I lost everything. Italians count cost of deadly flood in March. 11 people so far confirmed in floods that have forced climate crisis onto agenda before next week's election. Her face and clothes splattered with mud. Isabella Potilli, 74, fought back her grief as she sifted through the ruins of her home among the dozens destroyed by the catastrophic flooding that struck Italy's central Martian on Thursday night. I lost everything, food, furniture, I need to throw it all away. But her emotions gave way as she entered her bedroom where a photo hangs of her and her husband who died seven years ago on their wedding day. He loved music, he had over 200 records, all have been destroyed, really precious items that I'll never get back. Um, and so they never expected anything like this in Italy either. Um, the last storm was 420 millimeters of rain falling within nine hours, not two. And one thing that I found interesting is that there is a guy named Mike from around the world. He's on Pastor Paul Begley's show, and he comes on on Thursday nights. And he was talking two to three months ago that we would start seeing these atmospheric rivers that would be called like water bombs that would literally dump like 20 inches of rain in an hour or two literally what he's talking about and now this has happened in the last five days in italy which means that we are getting closer and closer to the pole shift it's only going to be continuing to be getting worse i mean we've seen things like kentucky we saw the st louis floods this year but like i've said in the last 48 to like like five last you know 48 to 96 hours maybe 120 hours ago we have had four big catastrophic events, Alaska, Italy, Puerto Rico, which now has no power, the same as they were in Hurricane Maria. And Hurricane Maria was category four when it hit Puerto Rico. This one was a category one, Fiona, and literally took them out. But it was twice the size. The eye was bigger in this one. The size was 
was bigger. It was spinning and churning and spinning up faster. And I mean, the devastation in Puerto Rico, I can't even begin to elaborate on that. Um, it's wild. Like, it is wild. Oh, that's so neat, Pam. You got a gift sub for one of Ryan Hall's chats, so I will get more in-depth behind the scenes stuff. Well, good for you. That'll be good. Yeah, you're right, though. But, okay, interesting you say that, though, uh, TLO, that all the National Wrestling Service is talking about is Fiona, nothing about Alaska. But then again, for the oppressed Olympics, Puerto Rico will always trump the white folks in Alaska. But a lot of the indigenous folks have spoken up about this in the last week because they're like, well, we're just indigenous and minority as the Puerto Ricans are. And there's more of them than there are of us. So this is unfair. So I guess a lot of the Native and First uh, Nations communities up there have been getting pretty upset that FEMA declared Puerto Rico an emergency uh, disaster area before they did. And their storm came first. So I found that highly interesting. So very interesting. So, I mean, we should be hearing about Alaska. We should be talking about and Puerto Rico. We can't forget about Puerto Rico. A lot of people in the mainland U.S. acted like because it was hitting Puerto Rico, it was basically like a fish storm and nobody cared about it. But, you know, there are people who live in the Caribbean and on these little islands. And the U.S. Virgin Islands, we should be taking care of those people as well as Puerto Rico. You know, these are our places and territories of which if they're not going to be... and all the the liberal crowd could do this week is talk about, oh, well, Puerto Rico needs statehood. Puerto Rico can't even support itself right now, let alone try to become its, its own state. How's it going to come its own state when it barely can function when we have control? I mean, honestly, even the people of Puerto Rico are like, no, come on now. At least wait till we get on a better foot before you try to bring these things up. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, you get to be your own state now. Meanwhile, your whole infrastructure is broken. Have fun. I mean, I, that's what the people of Puerto Rico said that they felt like the United States government was doing this past week, because they're still talking about creating a statehood in the middle of their state being basically demolished. And here we go again. I mean, we lost 3,000 people after Hurricane Maria. How many times, how many people will we lose this time? Because the same things are happening. Floods, landslides, power outages. I mean, at one point, the whole island was without power. So if you didn't have a generator, you know, and a lot of people in off seasons, Marin happened in 2018. People could have sold their generators by now or they broke down or may not have had one still. Couldn't afford one now, especially with inflation. I can't imagine what inflation's like in these places that import everything. You know, um, I mean, you're right, though, TLO. They don't count as far as the minority hierarchy, but they should. They should count because they're just as important. You know, there are marginalized people that don't have a large group backing. <clears throat> That's a big deal. But another thing, we're not hearing crap out of Puerto Rico either. So here's the deal. You know, I've been getting really upset. This is why I've done the type of news I've done for so long, you guys. Oh, hello, Tim. Hello. 
welcome. This is why I've done this type of news for so long, though, is because whenever big things happen that are extremely devastating to human beings in our country and other countries, no one talks about it. They say it one night on the nightly news, and then we hear shit else about it, and no one ever cares. And for those people, this fight, once something happens to like them, doesn't get over the next week, the week after, the month after, even years after. There are still people who are still struggling from Hurricane Harvey and Katrina and still struggling, still trying to put their lives back together. So it is not just, uh, oh, after everybody leaves, everyone's fine. They're not fine. These people are struggling and then no one cares and no one highlights their situation or their struggle and they're just forgotten and left out to dry. And that's awful. And that's why I feel like that, you know, the least I can do is try to highlight that it's happening. And that's all I can really say. I mean, we can't find that much information, but at least if somebody says something, I feel like the more people who say something, then eventually maybe someone will care. I don't know at this point, but I do think it's important to watch these events. You know, you know how you get more attention to Puerto Rico and people that care. Oh, give them more electoral votes. Well, see, they were just talking about making them a state this week. Yeah. And the Puerto Ricans are kind of upset at the timing. It's not that they don't want to become a state, but it's like our infrastructure was just destroyed less than four years ago. How can we switch to be a state when we're not even functioning as a territory? Did they ever get their power supply 100% back? I don't know if they ever got it. I think they did eventually get it back online, but hmm. like... I'm not, you know, I don't know. Maybe some areas didn't. I'm sure some poorer areas had to make do with whatever. Yeah. Uh-uh. What? Sad. TLO said the only mention of Alaska is a container ship that had Yeti coolers that went overboard and people waiting for them on shore. Well, you know what? I don't blame <laughs> people because those Yeti coolers are like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. That's true. Legit. I might be sitting there waiting or go out with a fishing boat in a net. Like, let's go. Let's find some Yetis. Got to put your beer in something. I'm just saying, like, in, in Alaska, I mean, how much would a Yeti cost you up there if they're 400 bucks down here? Right. Should be like six, 800 bucks for a goddamn Yeti cooler. Yeah. I'd be waiting for one, too. Shit. But isn't that sad that that's the only thing people care about is goddamn Yeti coolers? Like, what about these people who now have no place to live? You know, their way of life is screwed. Most of these people forage off the land. And now they have no way to do this. Smoke houses ruined, fish house shacks ruined, you know, the little subsidence shacks out in the woods. Those actually keep people alive in Alaska. Mm -hmm. You know, people stock those with food and clothing and shit so that if people are out hunting, you have somewhere to stay because there's nowhere to stay out in the middle of nowhere in, when there's no infrastructure. So it's really sad to see that happening. And like they said, how many tourists could be out there who got are killed right now dead because they didn't realize the storm was coming? Yeah, it's sad. Isn't it? And we'll never hear about those people because everybody who dies during these events, we never hear about them. They're just allowed to die, and that's it. No one cares. It's a sad truth, but that's how they do it every time. You know, these people are allowed to just expire. And no one cares. You know, just like in Maria, 
they first at first said nobody died. Then they came out two years later and were like, oh, yeah, by the way, 3,000 people died. And we knew that because we were hearing reports from people saying there was bodies everywhere, all this crap. The next one that's really important that we need to be watching is this new hurricane that's forming down in South America that is probably going to hit Florida. According to the models we're seeing, it looks like a dead hit for Florida. Florida has not had too many hurricanes as of recently. Uh-uh. None when I was, no, one when I was there. That was it. Yep. Yeah, that was it. And they have they usually get more action throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And so the one thing about Floridians is that they don't care about hurricanes. And that is going to be really dangerous once we get a storm that actually takes people out, like in Mexico Beach. When Michael came through, everybody pretty much forgot about that. And that was Category 5 that hit landfall. And nobody remembers that one. It took out the whole damn town. Like the town pretty much doesn't even exist anymore. But this is what I'm talking about. It's like these big events happen. No one talks about them. Everybody forgets about the people. No one gives a shit. Now, I bet they would care if it happened to them, though. And this is why we need to start, because as the Grand Solar Minimum, as the pole shift gets closer and closer, the shit is only going to get worse. And we can't just act as if we don't pay attention to everybody else because it ain't happening to me. Because the next thing we know, it is going to be happening to you. You know how you get the news attention before this happens? Mm. Everybody from Puerto Rico goes to Martha's Vineyard. Mm. Think about yeah. it. Yeah. Think about Did it. Did you see that they're suing and started class action lawsuit? Yeah, I, I know. I can't. I can't, I can't. I can't even with that. Yeah, it's like that is just so upside down and twisted, and it's like what? Upside down, crazy world. Yeah, yeah. That's where we live now, and this is the problem. We get this every day now. It's just like upside down, crazy. Human, tra human trafficking, right? That's what they're going for. Yeah, that's what they're. That's what they're trying to call it. Yeah. But here's the deal. Oh, there was a... Oh, interesting. What? A new hurricane um, just got developed over... It's in the middle of the Atlantic. I don't... Oh, but it's right by the Azores. Um, but it's not supposed to hit, like directly hit them, but that one just popped out of nowhere. Is that right off the coast? Of that Africa? one developed really far north. Where's that? Yeah, the Azores, remember, that's like not too far from like the Canary Islands. Like, remember, like La Palma? Yeah. Man. And all that. It's way out in the middle of the ocean. Huh. There's nothing else out there around them either. But that just developed. We've got a 60% chance on that new one that I was talking about down by South America that everybody's watching. Mm -hmm. And it's a tropical wave. It's a hundred, a uh, few hundred miles east of the Windward Islands. And they say it will probably become a tropical depression within the next two or three days. 
Um, and then it will move towards the Central Caribbean Sea later this week. Interest in the Windward Islands should closely monitor progress of the system as heavy rainfall and gusty winds could affect these islands beginning on Wednesday. Um, and they're expecting formation chance through 48 hours, high 70%. Formation chance through five days, 90%. What, what's TLL um, talk? And then they're expecting another tropical wave to come off of the coast of Africa. Like there was one model reading for like next week that showed literally like five hurricanes on the board at one time. And <laughs> seeing this, this is already setting it up for four that we could have in the next week. We already got the one that'll develop in the next two days. We got the other two. The one is Fiona, the other one Gaston that just been spun up out in the Atlantic and the, this one, and then the wave of Africa. And that would be four at once. And once we start getting to that point, because I had a feeling hurricane season was going to do that this year, because we didn't get any early hurricanes like we've been getting all the other years. You know, Dwayne and I have been following hurricanes since 2017. And this year was very different than every other year. We had a lot of um, dry desert Sahara air coming off of the coast of Africa for many months that was inhibiting growth. And now that has stopped. So now we are seeing the spin-ups. And they say about this time of year is the peak of Atlantic hurricane season. So we're on schedule for seeing this. I think people have forgotten what it's like because this year has been really calm. And then we had the pandemic, which only had a couple storms between there and then. And so I think people have gotten out of their minds how bad this can actually be. Who who's trying to refreeze the polls? I don't know. That's why I highlighted that. Where did that. you hear this, TLO? Yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> that yeah, talk about Snowpiercer. Like, yep. uh -uh, look, I've I've seen that movie. I, nope, not trying to live that. Seen the movie, watched it. I'm not trying to eat cockroach bars. I'm cool. Ew. Yeah, they make like this protein jelly bar thing, and it's made out of cockroaches. I never and seen. They don't that. know that though. Ugh. Have you ever seen Snowpiercer? No. That movie's fucked up. You got to watch that. Okay. Well, I will. Oh, it's so fucked up and dystopian. Oh. I know there's a series about it. Makes it makes you sick when you watch it. Yeah, like, well. oh, it's so bad. But it's so good. It's a good-ass movie, though. I okay. think it's got, like, Gerard Butler in it or something. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I yeah, like him. It's a good movie. It's got somebody in it. Government scientists it's are doing it? It's like a weird, um, maybe that's not the dude who is in it, but it's somebody's in it. Yeah. But it's it's messed up. Apparently, it's based on a, a fiction graphic novel. Okay. I didn't know this. Yeah, they so try. actually a book behind it. They try cooling off the planet because of global warming, right? And they fuck it all up. I'm pretty but, sure, yeah. yeah. And then it basically killed everybody, and then like everybody lives on this train. Yeah. Okay. And that's the way it works. Oh, Chris Evans. I knew it was somebody. Oh, it's Chris Evans. Wow. All right. Yeah, I knew it was somebody that was popular. Yeah, there we go. TLO is our uh, resident movie expert. Cool. Yeah, because he always knows that. But yeah, no, that mm -mm. we we are not refreezing the polls. 
Well, they're going to. Why can't we just accept that the earth can change from what Thank we've been you. used to? Thank you. It's called climate change. I just change. don't understand this. Well, people need to think about it a little bit because if things are getting more aggressive in climate change and drastic, that means something's going to happen because it's trying to reach equilibrium. Correct? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So something would have to give at a certain point. I mean, mm -hmm. and, yeah, and Octavia Spencer. Yeah, she was good in that too. And the sun's burning hotter. So that doesn't help. No. And what are you going to do? They were just talking about this tonight. Um, did I actually do do do? I gotta see if I actually. Oh man. Nope, I put it on Facebook. So it was about basically that these people have come up with this idea that basically Planet X is real, and that's what they think is making our sun dip six degrees and move out of its orbit. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting. Well, that makes more sense. said that, that yeah, well, sense. they call it Planet Nine, but same thing. What when you look up like Planet Nine, it also says known as Planet X. So same thing, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Nemesis, Wormwood, Planet X, Planet Nine, whatever you want to call it. Because they found Planet Nine in 1987. And so they've known about this for a long time. They're trying to act like, oh, this is a new idea. But like they said, this theory would be so groundbreaking on what it actually means to admit that that would be, a, you know, affecting our solar system that people don't want to do it. It's too big of a rabbit hole. It is quite deep. Yes. I, I it even, would be. Yeah, I even agree with that. Because we'd have absolutely no control. We think, you know, we think of our, you know, solar system as, you know, fixed, stationary, these things. But this would take it out of the realm of our understanding because that's bigger than what we can even conceptualize. Well, it's just gravitational pull of a, of a larger body of mass and uh, is pulling on the Earth and other planets, obviously. Right. It's supposed to be, I don't know what the size of it is because I've done my homework on this. They uh, said it's like 6 million times, 6,000 times Earth, 6,600 times Earth. Hold on, let me find the article now. Yeah, I think they I equated like it to Jupiter. Know. I can't remember. It's like fucking huge. Okay, here we go. Okay, that was a video that was, I hate autoplay. Okay, so something massive in our solar system has tilted the sun by six degrees. That's the name of the article. According to experts, our sun is tilted by six degrees compared to the sun's equator. The reason behind this has remained an astronomical mystery for decades. Now experts believe they finally found an answer. Planet Nine. Elizabeth Bailey is an astrophysicist and planetary scientist at Cal, uh, California Institute of Technology, so Caltech, uh, in... Um, Pasadena. According to her, not only did Planet Nine tilt our sun by six degrees, the missing planet may have tilted the other planets over the lifetime of the solar system. Planet Nine is a still undiscovered celestial body believed to exist on the outermost edges of our solar system and was predicted by the work of Constantin Batgen and Mike Brown in January of 2016. According to experts, all the planets located in our solar system orbit on a flat plane with respect to our sun. With it in a few degrees of each other. However, experts, not that, not that, that plane, no, that doesn't make sense. 
uh, rotates at a six degree tilt. I don't know why they put that there because that doesn't make sense. Um, six degree tilt compared to the sun, which gives an appearance that our sun isn't the way that it should be. For years, no one was able to explain how something like this was possible. What could cause our sun, the most massive body in our solar system, to tilt by six degrees? In fact, the sun is oriented differently than everything else in our solar system. It's such a deep-rooted mystery and so difficult to explain that people just don't talk about it, says Brown, the Richard and Barbara Rosenberg Professor of Planetary Astronomy. To get to the bottom of the mystery, Bailey and fellow researchers ran computer simulations and found out that the tilt of the eight planets could be explained by the gravitational influence of Planet Nine. In an interview with Space.com, Bailey noted that while this is one in theory, there still are potential other explanations for the curious tilt of our solar system that has adapted over the 4.5 billion years of its lifetime. One explanation is that there may be an imbalance in the mass of the nascent sun's core. According to Constantine Batkin and Mike Brown, our sun most likely orbited by an unseen massive planet about 10 times the size of Earth with a staggering orbit that's believed to be around 20 times farther from the sun than that of Neptune. The curious tilt of our sun and remaining bodies in the solar system has long been a mystery for astronomers. Experts believe that Planet Nine's angular momentum in, in physics, angular momentum really moment of momentum or rotational momentum is the rational analog of linear momentum, which is creating a massive impact on the solar system based on its location and size. Well, this is one of the explanations to the curious tilt of our solar system. Experts still have to find the rogue planet. Well, I think they know exactly where it's at from what I know. Oh, they do. They're just they not going to tell you. That thing comes around every... I don't know, so many thousands of years. It's not the first time it's done it. Well, that's just it. Yeah. They just don't want you because everybody's going to lose their shit. Can't, can't even handle politics. You're going to deal with a, with a planet <laughs> no, coming they around. took away Pluto, Pam. So no, there is no Pluto. No, they took it away as a planet. <gasps> what is you it? A moon? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. They demoted it as a planet. So what is it? Just I don't. A, I forgot what they said it was, but that was a few years ago. Yeah, they demoted it. Pluto's no longer a planet. And I felt some type of way about that. I was like, my childhood was a lie. That's what I I was taught. Pluto's the last right planet. That's what we were all system. taught. Uh, but it says the astronomical um, union downgraded the status of Pluto to that of a dwarf planet because it did not meet the three criteria the IAU uses to define a full size planet. Essentially, Pluto meets all the criteria except one. Uh, it has not cleared its neighboring region of other objects. So that's why. So it's like the definition. But that was like, uh, but NASA scientist, I guess, says that it is. So it's argumentative. It's like the definition. It's argumented, of, yep. It, it's like the definition of inflation. Yep, yeah. exactly. It changes. Okay. So some people say it is, some people say it's not, because I guess in 2006 they downgraded it. Okay. I knew it was a while ago. It's a planet. It was there. That's what I was taught. And uh, Oh, Steve, look, uh, yeah. uh, TLO just said they may upgrade. It's under discussion. What's Who really? So, I who, mean, who gives a shit? Just call it a planet. Leave, leave it, it alone. a planet. Yeah. yeah. Like, what matters if it's a dwarf planet or not? Like, I don't think know. most people really understand the difference anyway. And they don't care. And I'm if sure. there's no life on it, why does it matter? It's still exactly, planet. exactly. We're not going there. We'll never go there, and we'll never inhabit it. So just leave it alone. 
There's other well, that's just important, it. there's other important things to worry about than Pluto being a planet. Well, I mean, really? that's just it. Like <laughs> Planet Nine coming to whoop our ass. Like that should be more important. Yeah, let's worry about Nibiru. That doesn't. Yeah, exist. that's what Planet Nine is. Same mm-hmm. shit. Planet X, Planet Nine, Nibiru. Yep. Wormwood. Wormwood. Whatever right. you want to call it. Same shit. Which is in the Bible, which a lot of people don't know. It is in the Bible, and they do talk about biblical wormwood. And, you know, a lot of things that they talk about that when biblical wormwood occurs uh, is occurring now. The only thing we haven't seen yet is, like, the rocks flying from the sky, you know what I mean? But the meteor shower could come anytime. Right. You know, a lot of people have been saying that they believe that's when the rapture is going to occur. Because they have heard from the powers that be is when that meteor shower occurs, they're going to send nukes. Oh, wouldn't that be convenient? What, over to China and Russia? Everywhere, yeah. yeah. They're just going to blast us all yeah, the hell. North Korea. and Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, with the level of mass destruction it would probably create, they probably need to nuke us just so they don't have to go help nobody. No, that's pretty Legit. fucked up. That's pretty fucked up. It, isn't it? I mean, yeah. we really think about it, it's messed up. But yep. I'm just saying, like, I, I could see... Why that can maybe be an idea. I'm <laughs> not saying it's a good idea. Well, you might as well destroy everything and start from scratch. <laughs> you know, I mean. I mean, yeah. If that's going to happen. Who? I don't know. Who? Who? He's who being. What? You an owl? Like, what's He's going to be an owl. Yeah, that's his impersonation. Right. I know. I fuck around with you, though. Who? Yeah, because, I mean, he said who, and I, I didn't. I wasn't looking when he wrote it, so I don't know what I was saying why i would say who and why he wouldn't know so can we like just briefly talk about the shift that has been happening forever and is in our history and probably between that and planet naburu coming around all at the same time which could be the cause of our weather patterns right yep and volcanic activity and absolutely yeah it's not just happening because it's happening there's something causing it well that's just it and that's the problem that i think people aren't um wanting to admit you know like for instance i found this article about you know from march of this year scientists observing threat of developing super volcano beneath the u.s so that means things are always still changing yeah, right. And that's weather. That's you know what, what I mean? Like, yeah. why can't we act like things could change and places might not be hospitable for life anymore? Well, all the all these like, all these people are freaking about freaking out about the weather and climate change. The West Coast was the inland sea, and we're worried about climate change and where people could live. That, that shit was that, a whole ass sea. That's what that's what I was gonna get at. I mean, would everybody be happy that it'll be sunny every day around the planet? And it's 72 degrees and sunny. Is that what they want? I think so. They want us. And if that's the case, then make a dome. Yeah. Well, Mm. don't even go there because the flat earthers say there is. (laughs) So, (laughs) but yeah, I get what you're saying. I just don't understand the whole hysteria about weather change because that's what it does. 
it's done that and it still hasn't been the hottest. Oh, they have the powers that be like, you know, like national governments. I don't know if it'd be us or China, Russia, but they, that's what people said. That, that was the word on the street. I think, I think it came from the UN. That's what I think. That could be too. Like Would that you? could be too. I could Would see you? them doing it. I'm really getting tired of those people because from what I know, that's unconstitutional anyway. Yeah, they're not allowed to function the way they are. Well, especially having their headquarters on United States property. (laughs) I mean, really? We're not supposed to be entangled or I don't know exactly what it says, but we're not supposed to be in foreign affairs with foreign people. I don't care what you call it. Yeah, absolutely. No, especially when they create treaties and whatever they call them to supersede or go around the Constitution. And then they have uh, precedence or priority over our own constitution. That's not how it's supposed to be. I mean, they're fucking everything up, man. There's, there is no climate just, you know, I I saw Tesla today, you know, and I'm like, and, and with all due respect to the technology and advancement in Elon Musk and people trying to, do something and do the right thing and say, Oh, well, you know, I filled up my little car and it was 50 bucks, you know, so I'm spending probably 200 a month on fuel where somebody would go, Oh, well, I, I don't fill up my gas tank. So it doesn't cost me nothing. You know, what's going to happen when the grid finally gets overloaded, your electric bill is going to be a minimum of 400 bucks to charge your car. If you can even charge it. True. Then what are you going to do? All because of the UN and all these people scaring the shit out of everybody that you're burning fossil fuels, which coal plants, which are not as bad as they used to be causing um, all the chemicals they dump into the air and everything because of the scrubbers. But, you know, you're getting that electricity from somewhere. And I'll bet you any amount of money they're going to build more nuclear power plants, which aren't the safest things on the planet. So what do you, it's like, it's shifting. It's misdirection. It's well, we're not going to burn fossil fuels anymore and save the planet. Do you know those batteries? Allegedly the government has bought a bunch of land. Speaking of Alaska up there. And when those batteries uh, go bad, they're going to take them up there and bury them. What? Yeah. Cause it, no way. it's like nu- nuclear waste. They don't know what to do with it, except try shoving it in Cheyenne mountain, which they tried and people fought it. But yeah, now, now they bought a bunch of land in Alaska, allegedly. And that's, where we're going to bury all these fucking batteries when they can't figure out what to do with them. I don't know if you can find that, but that's pretty, I was told that by, a very reliable source. So it's just smoke and mirrors or misdirection. It's like, where you're going to do this, but that, you know, it's like a teeter totter. You push one end and the other one's going to go up and vice versa. There's no way out of this stuff. I mean, I just, I I just refuse to be guilt ridden that I'm destroying the planet because I'm driving my car. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's, uh, if it was that bad for the planet, something would have happened a long time ago, especially in this. Well, especially since the internal combustion engine was invented back in uh, what? 1920s or 
or thereabouts. And uh, those cars ran like shit. I mean, they were just putting out so many bad gases and pollutants that it was, it was crazy all the way through the 70s. So, I mean, that's like 50 years of burning shit. And I just don't think it's a problem because it definitely would have came up there. Now with all the uh, EPA requirements on a global scale for emissions, uh, I don't really think it's a big problem. But I don't know. But in the CO2 thing's a bunch of horseshit because plants need that to survive. And it's not causing the planet to warm up. So it's just, I don't know. I really don't understand why people can't at least go, wait a minute. The weather has been changing forever, forever. And I don't know what happened to Scarlett. And uh, there is Greg Braden. There's a show on the Gia or Gaia Network. And they did some core samples that went back 800,000 years and pulled the cores out and analyzed them and charted it. And the weather has been doing the same freaking thing for 800,000 years. Before cars, airplanes, and the Industrial Revolution, and everything else. It's doing the exact same thing. And the weather changes are more based on the elliptical orbit of the Earth around the sun. So it, it, it's been happening. <laughs> it's like, but now they want to scare the living shit out of you and tax you and make you the problem because... It's all a bunch of fear mongering and control horse shit. So that's just my opinion. But anyway, uh, they will nuke the world. Yes, Mr. Bond. And Keiju, who's that? Has a trigger finger on the nukes. Who's that? I don't know who Keiju is. Who is that? If anything happens to Keiju, they will nuke whomever killed them. Let's see, well, the United Nations has been called to order in New York City. I guess it's their summit. And, and, and I'm sure they all took airplanes there, aircraft. So I'm sure they didn't drive their Tesla about any amount of money. Tesla has an emergency fuel tank. It does. For what? For gas? I didn't know that. Really? Why? So in case your extension cord isn't long enough and you get stuck in a hurricane from evacuations, that it'll die? Because that's a good idea, actually. You ain't going to catch me dead in a Tesla or in an electric car. You're just not. They are cool. They've come so far. But there's just no way <laughs> an electric car can be as good as a automobile, combustion automobile, yet. Yet. If they would have got off their asses and put a lot of energy into it and money... I don't mean energy is in energy, energy, but energy is effort and concentration and priority. Uh, I think we'd all be driving electric cars by now, probably flying electric cars if they really, really put time and energy into it. But in, in my opinion, there's still more money for the uh, oil companies to suck more shit out of the ground and sell it. And, uh, there was a lot more money to be had than, uh, and they weren't ready yet for that. That's what I think. I mean, I've heard so many stories way back when I was in high school 
with cars with carburetors were getting 100 miles per gallon. There and, we go. What happened? I don't know. It kicked me out and made me restart everything. And Oh, I know how that is. Yeah, it was great. I was just saying electric cars are a bunch of horse shit and the oil companies have been controlling everything, but now for some reason. Oh, interesting. What? Um, new information I found out today. Apparently there's this new Midwest hydrogen collective thing that Wells got us into. Um, I'm here for it, though, because I support hydrogen uh, vehicles. Well, yeah, they, um, they, I did a report on them once, and they are the superior form of technology. Yeah, they buy their byproducts water. <laughs> so yeah. why, why wouldn't you? Uh, so, I mean, like all these people who, you know, want to yell about climate change, like, well, this would stop it. You know, as far as like, you know, human impact. If, if you're going to bitch about climate change because of people with fossil fuels and using energy, then you just might as well, you talk about that bubble. You just might as well put yourself in a bubble and never leave your house because that's what you're going to have to do. Right. And that's not practical. But these people are scaring the hell out of everybody. And it's going to be the Hunger Games. I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. it's like the, the more this stuff goes by, the people in the cities and people with power are the ones that are going to have everything. And we're not going to have it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But the whole weather thing, too. I think the weather thing is misdirection, trying to scare the shit out of people to keep them distracted. Well, what can people even do about it? Like, even no. talk about climate change. You know, governments of the world are going to have to figure out what they're going to do for people. Yeah, okay. Um, But we don't have to scare people to death to do that either because there's nothing that the people can do about the weather. Yeah, it's I, not like we can all sit outside with fans on. And try to, you know what I mean? Try to push the weather a different way or something. Like, we just, we can't do that. So, what can the average person, and it's not about car, car, car farts and car emissions. So, it's like that, even if we stopped all that tomorrow, that wouldn't stop what's happening. And it's not because of that why it's happening. Like, no one wants to, it's cyclical. That this probably has happened before. We all weren't alone. And we didn't record history. Yeah, you know, we have recorded history for so long. It would make more sense to me to... No, we didn't record everything. It'd make more sense to me to be weather prepared, preparedness, than worried about what the weather's doing. Wouldn't it? Did you right. disappear? Okay. Yeah. yeah. You'd think? You'd really think so. Yeah. Because there ain't jack shit you can do about it. I don't think so. Huh. Kim Jong-un. No. What about Kim Jong-un? What about Kim Jong-un? I mean, it's nice to predict it and everything but else. But yeah, I'm interested in this hydrogen. Who? Yeah, I'm excited for this hydrogen co-op, though, because I'd like to see more hydrogen vehicles over electric, period. Oh, they like, we got to switch to something that's you know, climate-friendly or whatever the fuck they want. Hydrogen is the way to go. They, but see, the the way that they're going to do hydrogen is not going to be the way that we get it the cheapest either. You know, because there's a way to put hydrogen generators in vehicles where it generates their own hydrogen supply, taking the, you know, the oxygen from outside and then combusting it and then byproduct water. I have a feeling they're going to do a little like hydrogen, like fuel uh, canisters, kind of like an LP tank type deal. Well, you can, that you're going to put in your vehicle. You got plenty of hydrogen and water. All you got to do is run a DC current through it, and you separate hydrogen from oxygen, and voila, 
you got a power supply, but every time somebody comes up with that, they end up dead. So, I bet you. I bet yeah. you. Because I came up with, I knew the technologies existed, like I said, 20 years ago when I did my report in school. And I was the only one that did it on hydrogen, and I got the worst score. How dare you? I know. You want to know why? Because it'd be liberals who judge papers and shit in schools. And so because I knew my shit was not the official narrative, everybody else did theirs about ethanol and, and electric vehicles. This is about 2003, so before, like, a little bit, I don't know when the Prius first came out. But around then, mm-hmm. so like, you know, the technology kind of existed then. But I'm still pissed about it to this day. It gets in my craw. Because I should have got a great grade because it is the technology of the future. And I was right. Well, I got something for people to think about and answer me this. So if everybody's so concerned about solar power and electric and all this crap, then when they tear the shit out of highways, why don't they put solar panels on them or on the sides of them? To generate right. power. And every roof that's made now, they got the technology to make uh, shingles that can. Uh, Photovoltaic shingles, yeah. Cor- correct. That's the word I was looking for. To, to generate yep. energy from sunlight. But they don't. But they don't. Yeah. No, they just want to blame cow farts and gasoline vehicles. Your whole car could be painted with a paint that does that. I, I, I know the technology's there, but they don't. They just tear the shit out of everything and rebuild it with concrete and blacktop and asphalt. It's like, why couldn't you put... And half of that shit is made from sand, of which they keep stealing sand from everywhere, wondering why beaches are eroding around the world and all. But they steal all the sand. There's a uh-huh. documentary about sand wars. And it was highly interesting because really? I guess so many different industries need sand around the world and they all just steal the shit off the beach. Cause you know, it's like free or whatever. And so they just steal the shit and then nobody has sand. And then now the sand's disappearing all around the world. Cause everybody's using it for concrete, for glass, for um, yeah. um, other building materials. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like an asphalt and other stuff too. Cause like concrete is basically made from sand and silica, yep. you know? Right. So like, yep. Yep. So they were talking about that and how we're like getting like it's getting critical because they've stolen the sand from places that they felt like had, you know, unlimited sand. But that's not the truth. And now we're running out of sand. There's a lot of sand here in Colorado. Most of it is actually. Yeah, there is a lot of sand in Colorado. Mm. Hell, go to Red's house. All you, dude, I still got sand <laughs> in like the van that we took. Like there's still sand in there. Wow. You'll never get that shit out. Legit. It's just all sand, brown sand, sand everywhere, sand. Yep. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. No. I, I drove a leaf. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've seen, those little leafs are cute for yeah. being like a little electric vehicle. They're kind of cute. I had a friend that had one, and she uh, she was a yogi and all this kind of crap and saved oh, the planet right, right. and all that shit, and she got rid of it. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of problems too. Like, you know, a lot of people are talking about their first generation batteries are going out and, you know, now they don't want to replace first gen batteries. So they want to charge you like $20,000 for a new battery. Right. And it's like, well, shit, some of the cheaper new cars are 25,000. You know, you can get your little cheap ass Mitsubishi or something for that price. Like shit. Yeah, there was a story I saw that somebody bought a used uh, electric vehicle and the battery batteries went bad, like really quick after they bought it. 
And they go, I think it was a Ford. I don't want to say, I don't know, but it was a brand. And uh, they took it in and they go, the cost of the batteries is is more than the value of the car. Yeah. And those batteries cannot even be recycled. No, that's how is that environmentally friendly? It's not. As I said, it's crack shit. It's, it's it just, is crack shit. Yep. And I need people to wake up and we need to demand better, cleaner choices. Why can't we be using propane? You know, the Minnesota Propane uh, Association is paying people uh, $5,000 to switch their cars over to propane. You can do that. You can. Com- it's not that expensive. The cur- No, but they're either. giving you five grand here in Minnesota. Yeah. Well, to switch over your car. If you if you will agree to a switch over your car, they're giving like twenty five hundred to switch over your um your lawnmower. Um okay. and I think three hundred and fifty bucks if you switch over your like washer dryer. And then um a couple other amounts of money for a certain shit you can switch over to propane. Yeah. Um but Hey, that's not bad. Like I thought about taking some of that free government money to switch my car over. Cause like, wh- where's the catch? There's gotta be a catch. Right. But maybe they, but the propane association said they want to see more vehicles on the road. Yeah. And where I live, propane is a really popular choice for fuel, heating, all that. So like, why not just, I could fill up at my house if I switch it over to propane. Well, instead of subsidizing it, they got to let the market dictate which way things are going to go. So, yeah, I mean, but if they've got the money to put pony up, I guess they might as well give it out. Yeah. But if you go to propane and everybody goes to propane and then propane's 10 bucks a gallon because of supply issues, I mean, I think they realize, though, that not many people are going to actually switch over. I don't know if they're forced to. Yeah, if they're forced to, I don't think they will. Well, now we just joined that little hydrogen jam. Um, I was before my time, Pam. I'm just saying for so many things. I yeah. really was before my time. People just did not understand what I was saying. And I sounded crazy out here. And now that I'm an adult, it all makes sense. But like at the time I was feeling really fucking alone. Okay. Like really alone. Yeah. That's right. legit. But I've always been like that though, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. I always was just like out of place with my own generation and with my own time and like. I'm just messed up. I probably have been here a bunch of times. Why? I just feel so out of place. Because, I mean, shit. This place is getting wild. You know, I can't imagine. I mean, think about it. If there is reincarnation and we chose to come back here, what's wrong with us? Because you haven't learned your lesson, whatever that is. I feel like if anything, I came back to try to save humanity. I don't know about lessons. Well, I don't know. I mean, there are lessons you learn, but you know what I mean. I don't know if they're all for me. Yeah, but you you came back black. You could have been an asshole racist, so you need to learn your lesson to be black. I mean, true that, true, true that, too. True that, too. Yeah. So. I'd like to do one of those, like, little past life regression things. Mm-hmm. I'd like to like, you know, I don't know if they're real or not, but it'd be fun though. Like what if I was like, you know, some like important famous person in history and shit. It'd be dope. So let's tie this, all this crazy stuff together. So let's do it. Weather patterns and hurricanes, which are all much are pretty predictable for the most part. Right. 
which have been, have been, let's say, you know, until about five years ago, were highly predictable because it was a science. There was a formula, you know, it was following that to the T. The last five years, we have seen a direct shift in the accessibility for them to predict, um, them being off a lot of times lately, especially about strength, duration, things that they always got right before. Okay, so why why couldn't we put offshore, uh, not wind turbines, but like a boundary layer pump type turbine generator and have that motherfucker spin like a bastard and start charging a bunch of batteries and shit? And take see, some, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't see why we can't create some type of backup grid, right? Because we yeah. know that our grid is fallible as it is right now. And with the way shit's set up, the Chinese have the lock on all of the, the computer parts and components for our actual electric grid in the United States. We don't make any of our own parts anymore like nope. we used to. Right. So we have to import from all of them. And now that the chip shortage, parted shortage, and probably China just fucking with us, we don't have access to the things like we used to. So we really do need to think of other things to do just in case. What if we do get, we've been getting a lot of solar flares lately, you know, big, large ones that nobody's been able to explain. What if we get one of these ones and our magnetosphere has been really fucked up lately and it's been really waning and basically like disappearing and coming back and disappearing and coming back. What if one of these solar flares hit us while it's at its lowest and then boom, bam, bop, we got a little Carrington event. We're then what? Yeah, we're in trouble. Yeah. We are in serious trouble. In the 1800s, we only had like teletype wires, you know, like um, telegram wires and a few goddamn phones. Everything would go down. And that shit started on fire. Yep. So what the hell happens to us now? Our shit just blows up? Like that, I'm sure it could happen because I mean, shit, you're surging that much electricity. Everything is energized in a home now yep. from the lights to the light switches to the fucking electricity plugs. I mean, all that's got electricity. So what happens? All the wires in the walls, everything. They said those shits started on fire last time. What happens to all of us? Does our house just all go poof? See that that's one scenario that can knock out the internet because of the hard because yeah. of the hardware. Correct. And people, because then all the servers would be down because yep. everything would just pop and catch on fire immediately. So the, all that shit would be done. It's and that shit took a really long time to build, okay? And it built on itself slowly, and the infrastructure was built slowly. But to turn that shit back on overnight for everybody on Earth, that ain't going to happen. Uh-uh. It would be a long time, if ever. Well, yeah, look at Puerto Rico. I know, poor Puerto Rico. I mean, look what happens when they their whole little island ain't got shit. 3,000 people died. <laughs> hospitals generators didn't work and then this time hospitals generators didn't work why would you not have a completely foolproof system in four years why wouldn't you figure out something i don't know yeah make it make sense you know, this is the problem all of these things are compounding into like i said that's why i named this show worldwide wild weather because it is getting to the point where you can't even turn away in like massive destruction one third of pakistan is underwater let's not forget that that happened a month ago but they're they're still drowning and shit's still raining over there pakistan crazy like poor pakistan 
One third of your country is underwater. Like, I, I'm not the biggest fan of Pakistan, but like, the Pakistan people I have no problem with. No. It's their government. Right. So, you know, just like us, don't hold us accountable for what our government does. Yeah, please. We should not yeah. hold the people of Pakistan either. They're our people. No. Right. The only people we should ever be mad at are countries' governments. Never their people. Really, truly, honestly. That's what's wrong, why we have all these wars and shit. Let these big heads fight. Why are we fighting for them? They, If they want to go stick each other with fucking swords and shit, they sure can. Ride on ponies and fucking, you know, charge each other and shit. Like, that's what they need to do. If world leaders are pissed at each other, they need to get on horses with fucking swords and fucking shank each other to the death. Let's go. Instead way. of us as peons getting put in the military or getting put in their bullshit. That's the way they used to fight battles. At least the king and everybody else would actually go into battle. Believe they would. The king even went too. And if yeah. the king died, that was it. Like yep. he knew. So yep. like the better man won. Like legit. So it's like I'm tired of this. I am too. Like, this shit is trash. Supposedly Angelina Jolie is on her way over to Pakistan right now. Um, the biggest thing they're saying, people are now um, dying of waterborne diseases. Because of standing water? Correct. Yeah. Yep. People are getting gastroenteritis, diarrhea, and malaria. And the people who probably died of gastroenteritis probably also died of dehydration. Because um, gastroenteritis by itself usually doesn't take you out. But if you've been puking for a really long time and aren't getting any good water back in you or electrolytes or anything, then yeah, you'd probably die. Um, they're saying the crisis actually overwhelms um, the country's health system. People are also dropping from dengue fever, uh, diarrhea, malaria. Um, and supposedly 300 people have died of flood-related ailments since July. Over half a million people are still displaced and living in makeshift camps. Uh, the death toll has risen to 1,500. I bet you it's triple that. Bet. All these little tiny remote Pakistan towns, they're telling me they know where everybody's at. They lie. They lie. There's like goat herders and stuff who live on mountains. Like, you, you lie. You don't know where these people are at. Right. You just don't want to tell people how bad it is because then somebody's going to come over there and see what the hell's going on. Like the UN or somebody, WHO, somebody. You know, because their glaciers actually started melting. It was a mixture of rain and then their glaciers melted up in the, the Himalayas and shit. So it's more flooding. Mm-hmm. Well, water Correct. will do that. It'll it'll melt ice. So wow. Yeah, and they said the floods at one point submerged one third of the nation of two hundred twenty million people. Oh my god! Destroying more than a million homes. One million homes. Sounds like water like, world. What the hell's gonna happen to Pakistan? Like some shit's about to really happen to them. One million people don't have nowhere to live. Build a boat. That's a lot of fucking people. Yep. We lost a million homes in the United States. We'd be in real dire straits. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine in somewhere like Pakistan, where it's like half damn near third world country, that this would not have bigger impacts. Yeah. Like, legit. It's very concerning. You know, they said um, they expect that they would be uh, the financial losses and things from the flood, $30 billion. Um, and they said officials in Sindh province, home to 48 million people, say there's 137,000 cases of diarrhea, 10,000 cases of dysentery, and 4,000 cases of malaria were reported this month. Well, the only way that's going to go away is you got to you got to get that water moving and you got to purify it and store it. That's the only thing you can mm -hmm. do. That's, that's all they can do, or yeah. at least try to treat the area. 
Um, or teach people also proper precautions too. Do not wade in this water. Do not walk in this water. Right. You know, if you come in contact with it, you need to try to find a fresh water source to clean your body with. Well. Don't go into the water with cuts or scrapes, you know, like shit that most people aren't going to know. And especially in underdeveloped nations. How much are they telling their people this? They're not. You know, I mean, some of these people have never probably even seen toilet paper. Like, I'm not trying to be facetious. I'm just being real. Right. Like, so it's just like, what the hell? And that's a lot of people. And they say, you know, the malaria and the gastroenteritis. But gastroenteritis should not be dropping people like that. So they have an issue. They probably don't have IV fluids, IV bags, people to put them in. Because that's the only way gastroenteritis is going to kill you. They're probably dying of dehydration. They can't drink the water. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right because there's no clean water and there's probably not access to IVs and this and that because that's the only way gastroenteritis will kill you. Yeah, Otherwise, it's just, almost impossible to die just from the gastroenteritis itself. And that's just... This a, is a stomach upset. Like yeah, gastroenteritis yeah. is basically like a stomach upset. Yeah, it's inflammation of your gastrointestinal system. So, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's like, no, that's insane. You know, um, this one dude says they live in a new makeshift house that they built after their village was swept away. They don't have any other families, so a few people in the village tried to, you know, rebuild. Yep. And it's sad because this means especially pregnant women, you know, and then, oh, WHO, People are missing their vaccination. Yeah, right. Yeah, like that fucking matters. <laughs> no, not when you've got dysentery. Right. Dysentery, there's yeah. no vaccine for it, but you know how we cured that? Proper sanitation. Mm -hmm. Diarrhea, I know how you could also fucking cure that. Proper sanitation. Yep. Like, what the fuck? The malaria and stuff I get because of standing water and mosquitoes. Yep. The dengue fever I also understand because of standing water and mosquitoes. That you really can't help too much. You could maybe try to treat the shit, but then if you treat the water, you know, are you poisoning wildlife too? Like, there's lots of things in, involved with that, right? Right, right. And let me guess. Um, you know, do you bomb that shit from the sky? Can you get it on the ground? A lot of these places are remote, inaccessible. Can you even get it there? Lots of logistical problems, right? Right, right, right. And let me guess, but, a lot of Pakistan's not electrified. No. Yeah. Well, then you're no, fucked. Because a lot of it's remote. Yeah. Then you're screwed. There's nothing you yeah. can. Nothing you can do. That's what I mean. And they said it have you know taken out most roads and highways. Um. But and now they're treating people on boats because there's no way to drive to these places anymore. So they have to take boats. Like. These are not proper waterways, and then these boats are probably going through there, stirring up disease. Where do people shit? Do they know to shit in a hole, or are they all shitting in the river? Like, that's a thing in some of these countries. They don't understand. You're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't be, you know, relieving yourself in the same area where you make food or where you have your water source, and some people might not understand that. And so that's a big problem, too. It might not be an issue if you just have, like, five people in your house, but if you're in a refugee camp with 500,000 people, it's going to be a goddamn issue. That'll be a problem. Yeah. yeah, like, five people, yeah, you guys might get sick or whatever, or you guys are honestly probably used to each other's gut biomes if you don't really wash your hands. And if you are kind of shitting where you sleep and where you eat, like, honestly, the people in your house have a similar gut biome. 
you know, you have similar bacteria that you digest. So if you know, that's why like, you know, like at home when you have like a septic tank or like I have a holding tank, like even the septic people told me like, try not to have people, you know, really come in here using your bathroom a lot because it can actually change how often, not even how often, but how your tank fills up and not because it's used to your gut bacteria as a family. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. So it can even like change how like it digests. It might not break down as fast if you add a new person because so, their gut bacteria would not be recognized by the rest of the microbiome. So just put signs in your bathroom, in your house that say, please don't poop in my toilet. Right. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a deal because I, I get mine pumped out. But for like people who have like standing septics, you know, where it like fills up over 10 years and then you get it dumped, like it, they say it can be an issue over time. But I'm sure people who like businesses, it's more of like a money saving thing too. Because right. I'm sure places like businesses who have septics who have to get pumped, they're not worried about that, you know? So it's like, but they probably do have to pump more often than other people. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So it's just like, it was very interesting. I was like, I would have never thought that. I mean, who would have known? So, so wouldn't you think people, uh, organizations that I won't name that are worried about world health, that the one of the highest priorities would be the electrification of yeah. third world countries. I would think so. And potable water, which is one and the same. You can't have water and plumbing without electric. No, you can't. No. Nope. Or at least, it, and if there should, like I said, are they still, are they shitting in like cat holes or like they just shitting in the river? Like we need to know what level these people are at. Cause we can't just be acting like electricity is going to help these people if they do that either. Well, no, but like, I, that's we all to, that... we need to figure out where they're at and meet them there as the government. Right. Like right. what the hell? Like, yep. can we get some signs? Can we get some soap to these people? Like, fuck, there's goddamn enough hand sanitizer on this goddamn planet for everybody and then some. There is now. I, yeah. Yeah. Tell me there ain't Tim. They'd yep. be in every store, be on clearance and giant gallon jugs and shit. Send some of that shit over there. Well, they just. That's look- the time you need hand sanitizer. Not here in developed nations where we can wash our hands all the time. Um, that's the place you really need it because hand sanitizer is highly toxic. But if it's going to be the difference between you getting malaria or gastroenteritis and dying, yeah, I'll take they need that shit over there then. Because yep. guess what? You can use that shit without water and they right. can rub it in their hand, yep. clean surfaces with it. You know, shit like that. Try to keep the shit clean and, and sanitize. But they're just living in filth and no one cares. I, but now everybody's going to go try to help them, supposedly. But here's the thing. It's going to come to a tipping point where everybody's going to be helping everybody else. And we're going to have to like sit and be like, look, we can't help nobody else. And that is where I see this getting to with like to just think about, like I said, in the last five days, Alaska. Oh, and that wasn't even the earthquakes. So there before, after the storm hit the Western coast interior by Fairbanks, a six point something hit Fairbanks, Alaska. So then they had an earthquake. So earthquake, typhoon, which according to my theory of storm quakes, I believe the low pressure would have brought, would have pushed the low pressure out and that would have brought it more inland into Alaska, which makes sense. And then boom, seismic episode. Hmm. Yep. Because where the low pressure is, usually you don't see earthquakes. Like we might not see any earthquakes that are kind of big for a little while over there after the storm goes through. 
it might skip over that area. And I think, and I kind of believe that that's evident with then the 7.6 hit in Mexico. Hmm. We just had the hurricane that was that like hit the edge of California a little bit a couple weeks ago. And then now, you know, the remnants of the typhoon up there, I believe that those two low pressure centers kind of kept it out of the central United States, you know, off the coast of between Oregon and California and brought it, brought that seismic energy down to Mexico. And then they got the 7.6, which popped their ass. Yeah. That's a, it's a big quake. That is a big quake. And nobody's talking about that shit. Well, and they good. downgraded it and they keep downgrading all these earthquakes. The other the other day there was an earthquake in like Taiwan or somewhere right after they just had um, a typhoon or were about to get the other one or Murbach just left the one that hit Alaska, whatever it was. But Taiwan had an earthquake and at first they said it was a 7.2 then they downgraded it to a 6.9. You cannot do that. Earthquakes are exponential to the level of 10. Therefore, if you drop it that many layers, you're saying that it's like 40 times less strong, 400 times less strong as you keep going down the, the level of exponentials. That's bullshit. With all the damage they had, that wasn't no six. Yeah. That shit was the seven that they originally claimed, but the USGS or the USBS, as Dutch since so fondly called it, and it stuck for me, um, have said, and it's not true. So it's just like, you know, I'm over this shit. Like, they don't want to tell us what's happening. They want to hide shit with the earthquakes. They want to hide some of these earthquakes because Dutchens just came out with a uh, fan, uh, ridiculous theory. Um, It's not ridiculous in the sense of it's crazy. It's ridiculous in the sense of, holy crap, like, this is real, like, so there's like this theory with like Tartaria about star forts and like these star forts were areas that generated energy back before the mud flood. Okay. Hmm. And people believe that one of the latest mud floods was like the late 1800s, early 1900s. <laughs> and we lost all this knowledge and technology during that time. Hmm. And yes, Tartaria is very interesting. If you've never looked into it, I highly recommend. Never heard of it. Oh, yeah, the Tartarian Empire would have been like modern day Russia to like east of there or west of there going back, stretching towards Europe. It wasn't like where they claim the Tartarian Empire is in like China. It actually was a little bit like kind of where like Prussia is and like but going all the way towards Russia. So that whole area was Tartaria back in the day. And there was a Tartarian Empire. And then all these people just disappeared and nobody knows what happened. But it looks like a like a huge weather cataclysm happened all over the all over the world. Because if you look at some of these older buildings and look at these older pictures, number one, there's never pictures of people in these pictures of these old buildings and towns and cities, you know, turn of the century. As well as if you notice, like when they were to, to do like plumbing in Chicago and other places, there was whole stories of buildings underneath the ground really mm-hmm. with windows and everything and why would you build a building that was going to be underground with windows like before it was seen to the outside yeah they were so, below ground yeah 
Yeah. So they just at that time weren't below ground. Right. And people have a lot of theories for many buildings like this all across the world. Hmm. Yes. Because how could you build a building like that? You wouldn't. And if they were building all that high tech, and if you look at like the craftsmanship of these buildings and what they were able to accomplish, but they were rolling around in like buggies and shit. Mm -hmm. Come on now. How could you be that technologically advanced and you're driving in a simple buggy cart? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. So these people, at some point, the Tartarians were like removed. And then, you know, the surviving people obviously just didn't have the knowledge to rebuild. And that's why we had to go over like in the 1800s and then the Industrial Revolution. And but that's how we got so quickly on track, they say, is because some of these, you know, ancient mystery schools and shit had the information and had to bring it back out slowly to the people. It sounds a lot like Atlantis. Correct. Yeah. It would be very similar. Wow. Like Tartaria would be like a later incarnation of the level of technology and shit that was in Atlantis. Huh. Just be a more modern day recent version. Never heard it. Highly recommend. Oh, I'll look into it. It's been coming up a lot lately, and I've just been, I don't know, I, I heard about it like two, three months ago, and then it made me start looking into it, and then now I've been hearing it everywhere. Like the last two, three videos from Dutch Sense, he's been saying something about Tartar or Tartaria, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, even he's on board with it a little bit, like, hmm, there's something to this. Then. And like he said, he found these star forts everywhere where these earthquakes are occurring. So he's wondering, even if the mechanism isn't there to generate the energy anymore, is it still generating the energy? Because we just don't know how it works. Hmm. Yeah, because just because we don't think it's turned on doesn't mean to start. Well, yeah. How would we know what on is when we don't even know what the fuck it is? Exactly. Mm hmm. Huh. See, so it's like, hmm. Because they have found even ancient nuclear reactors in Africa that are old as fuck. How would you have an ancient nuclear reactor? Yeah, you would. I mean, you would say you would. How would they know to put that shit in there? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Unless they were highly civilized, highly intelligent people. They weren't just like clicking rocks together and shit like they try to make history seem like. No, yeah, now it sounds like the Egyptians too. I mean, they were doing shit we didn't still don't understand. Correct. Yeah. You know, they're saying that, you know, they believe pyramids are were actually like sound therapy chambers. Really? And they emitted in a specific frequency. And this is why you would go into the pyramids. Because they have found certain pyramids that, that had like tuning forks and shit that were placed right outside of a chamber that the chamber had just like um, tunnels that went into the room that somebody would stand on the outside of that room and play these tuning forks that would send the frequency inside the chamber. Wow. Yeah, and they were treating people doing this back in the Egyptian times. Now, how would they know? But they believe that the sound therapies work for many different maladies. <laughs> and we now know that resonance frequency using like TENS machines and some of these other crazy, you know, things like iHertz or heli-therapy, uh, Rife technology, we know right. works. Yeah, multi-wave oscillator. That's all it is, is a resonant frequency of organs in your body, pretty much. So Correct. That's interesting. Because we all, you know, operate at the frequency. And they yep. knew their shit back then. How? Huh. I don't know. They did, though. Yeah, see? 
Fair question, though, right? Makes you wonder. That's fascinating. Well, see, and that's why all this shit ties together. This is why I think it's all culminating to, like, you know, the ultimate thriller in Manila. And we're watching it devolve because, like, socially, like, even if you want to take, like, you know, the Christian narrative for it, pretty much solid's kind of, like, get towards the end. I mean, people are fighting each other. Uh, what is good is bad. Bad is good. Yep. Everything's upside um, down. People are turning know, on each other. Whole nine years. Yeah. Like it's like Sodom and Gomorrah all over again, you yeah. know, especially with like, you know, the sexuality everywhere and yep. pornography everywhere. And, you know, when you really think about it, if you want to take that narrative from Christianity, kind of sounds like what the hell's happening right now. Folks yep. will be made fun of for believing in Christ. That shit was said in the Bible. Here we go. Yeah. And Most actually, people aren't Christian anymore, according to studies. Yeah. So when you really think about it, like it happens to fit that time. So, I mean, it could be, you know, and what's been known during every grand solar minimum in the past is that civilizations have fallen. This is what occurs every time hmm. you get to the grand solar minimum, you get to the apex and then shit just disappears. And like you said, that could be happening because of equilibrium, right? Just the earth making balance with itself. Well, yeah, that's what it's always going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've got crazy people who got shit like CERN and are trying to like, you know, control like the frequency of the earth and all these other things that I don't think they even realize what they're doing. They no, think they, they don't. Know, but do they really know? Like, cause yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe gonna, they do. And that's why they do it. They're going to tear a hole in time and space and, Dimensions. Maybe that's what they want, though. Yeah, well, then, yeah, you're not going to close it, though. <laughs> I mean, Maybe they don't want to. Well, I don't want to see what happens when that, I mean. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. Yeah, because. Like, yeah, like a spinal simulator. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, see? Like, we've figured out ways to use frequencies that have been used for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And things like Vimanas, how do you explain that? The Hindus created Vimanas. How do you explain that technology? They were flying disks. And this is back in, like, way before anything could fly. And the Nazis recreated the, the technology and made rockets. Uh, How do you like that shit? A lot of unanswered questions, for sure. Well, that shit ties together. So, right. you know, maybe they're trying to make this shit, and maybe that's why they're trying to get people off Earth, because maybe they know that this this planet is going to devolve. I don't know. But I do know that I think it's unfair to leave us here on Earth like sitting ducks and not warn the people and give us the fighting chance to survive. If we die trying, fuck it. But we at least deserve to survive. Well, where are we going to go? Or at least we gonna... have a chance to know what we're up against. Where are we going to go? I mean, go? we've got the brightest minds in the world, the biggest computers, but... the most technology, yeah. and we can't figure this shit out. Where are we going to go? To Mars and fuck that planet up, too? I don't know. But what I do know is, I mean, maybe. I mean, yeah, we would go fuck it up because we fucked up here. Well, so, no, because yeah, right. think about it. The people that have all the money and so-called intelligence and the smartest people on the planet are the ones that they have all the money and running everything and they fucked it up. So now they're going to go to Mars and they're the only ones that are going to be able to go there because they have the money and the power and the, and the, uh, and the technology and the ability to do it. And they're going to leave us here to die. Yeah, pretty much. Well, they're going to fuck that planet up too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they will. Eventually they will. 
if not just by their presence. I mean, I don't think they even know. Maybe they do know though. Maybe we've been there before already and we just all don't know. Mm. I don't know. That's very possible. Could be. I mean, they don't tell us what they do on this ISS. We supposedly can go there anyway, just through some wormhole, some shit. Right? What if they have that technology already done? I don't know. You know, our bell always talked to the time travelers. Like I said, that time traveler boy would be alive right now. I want to find him. Oh, yeah. At the university? Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. And they were building that shit when I went for that concert. And that shit tripped me out so bad. <laughs> yeah, I want like, to I'll never, I'll never, I cannot explain how I felt like I was like in a wormhole, deja, extreme deja vu. Like, I was like, and they had all this signage about how they were tearing down the old physics lab to build a new one. And when's it going to be done? I don't know, but they started building it like five years ago. So I can't imagine it was going to be done quickly. And then that's where that kid was. Yeah, send, that's where that kid made the call from. to Bell from in 2030, he claims. That's seven years from about seven years from now. That's fucking nuts. And he called before the election of that year because the boy also talks about George Bush being the last elected president. Hmm. The boy in that call says that because he wants to ask him questions from the future. You know what I'm saying? Because the boy right. claims he's from the future. Right. right. So, you know, our ball always asks people, well, what the hell happens in the future? Because the election was about to happen. It was about to be uh, 2000. And so he asked about Y2K and the boy was like, Y2K, why does that sound familiar? He's like, I don't remember that. He's like, Y2K, why does that sound familiar? Y2K, Y2K, Y2K. He's like, what happened to Y2K? And he goes, oh, Y2K. He was like, that was that thing with the computers in 1999. And he was like, that ended up not even being a thing. Like nope. nothing went offline, like nothing happened. Right. And it wasn't a big deal. It was the BIOS clock and all the computers because... They didn't have four digits for the deer a year, only two. So right. 90, 99 was going to go back to zero, zero. Right. Yeah. That's what they thought. That's what they thought. And yeah. nothing ended up happening. And so the boy told our bell that, cause you know, at that time people were stockpiling waters and all this shit. Cause it was before Y2K. And so, cause it was 1999 when the boy <laughs> called. And oh. so he tells them all this shit. And I heard the, the, the story in the future. And uh, George, a lot of people said George Bush was the last elected president. A lot of people have said that shit for many, many years. Really? And what? Right. So you're saying all the elections have been rigged? Correct. Really? Or at least planned. Yeah. You don't think they let Trump in there? You I really don't think know. The, you I really think know. the people voted in Trump? I don't know what to think anymore. I, don't, I really don't. Yeah. See, I don't know if I believe that. Like, I believe they let him in. And they let him in as long as they wanted to let him in. So then that way, something like coronavirus could pop up. Maybe they didn't know they were going to use it right then, but that's when they did. Hmm. And then they let that shit happen, and they could blame him on it. I know Biden didn't get elected. There's just no fucking way. Uh-uh, like, there ain't no way. There's no way. Nobody even really likes him. I can't even find his voters. Yeah. Like, I really can't find people that are like, yes, I voted for Biden. I can find people who voted for third parties, Green Party, marijuana parties. I can find everybody else and Trump voters. But I cannot find people who are like, yes, I voted for Biden, which That's concerns right. me because supposedly yeah. if more people voted this time than the last time, they should be everywhere then. Correct. Much like Trump voters were yeah. saying, rah, 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 we win. Well, if that's true, that's very concerning and scary. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying, 
And the boy said a few other things. He said at the time, uh, Congress had been dissolved and that they went to recess and never came back. In 2030? And that we were basically in a police state at that time where you couldn't even talk or speak out. And that was the reason why he called from the future. To let us know? Yeah, that that shit was going to happen. We would be under extreme police state if we didn't try to stop it. Did he use a payphone or a cell phone? No, he used a physics wall in the physics lab at the University of Minnesota that he said was tuned to a specific frequency that you turn on with knobs and shit. And it's like a plasma wall. And knowing that they are building that shit when they were five years ago and I saw them building the new building, that type of technology they could put in that motherfucker. I got to I got to go up there with you and check this fucking thing. Oh, man. Yeah, really? because I'm telling you, this shit has bothered me ever since I saw the show. But then when I went to the uh, Lindsey Sterling concert, my friend had passes, VIP passes. So I got to meet Lindsey Sterling, go backstage, all that. Got to hug her. It was really cool. She's she's a neat, a neat gal. And then we got to, like, watch her um, practice and stuff, too. Hmm. <laughs> it was really neat. And then we got, like, signed, you know, stuff from her and all that. It was dope. Um, but that's the day I saw it. And I literally stopped in my tracks and my friend was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, uh, 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 yeah, uh, right. Uh, you uh. don't want to know. Yeah. And wow. I explained it to her because, yeah. you know, she was crazy like me. So she would like believe that shit. And I was like, dude, I was listening to an Art Bell show. And this boy said he called from the new U of M physics lab that wasn't built too long before this. And now they're building this shit now, and probably about the time it'll be done, knowing, like, you know, construction deadlines and this or that, would probably be if we go from 2018 to 20 fucking 28, would be 10 years. And that could be, that's not crazy. And the boy called in 2030 and said it was a new physics lab. And I was like, that, that would fit. Seven years. Well, you think, that, well, yeah, from now. Right, from now. But, yeah, at the time... It would have been about 10 years when I saw the thing. Right. And they were just, I mean, had just scraped out the foundation. There was still parts of the 100-year-old physics building still intact there. So they would have to probably get all that out still yet before they were ever going to start. That's nuts. Yeah. And they had all this history on the side of like, because they had it all fenced off because it's like in the middle of the college, you know. And so they had it all fenced off, obviously, so you don't like hurt yourself. But like they had all the history of like the physics lab and blah, blah, blah. And why they're, they're going to build a new one and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, because the boy called in 1999. Shit. Right. Well, called so Art Bell. How would anybody have known that now yeah. would be building a new physics lab that would fit in time to when he claimed he called in the future? Yeah, 30 How years. How the fuck would anybody? Like, you can't make that shit up. 30 years later. 31 years later. Yeah. Yeah, you can't make that shit up. Uh uh-uh. uh. You wouldn't and you wouldn't have known if they were gonna build a new physics lab by then or not. No, and the and the timing's too close. Too fucking close for yeah. comfort. Yeah. That they were you know, starting to get this building ready to go. And then, you know, obviously had the new renderings on the front of what it's supposed to look like when they're done and all this other shit. But I was like, Oh, just think of the technology by the time they're done with this that they could put in that motherfucker. Right. Like, oh my God, like there's a little plasma wall. And he said these little plasma walls were in uh, military installations around the world and like high, you know, like high education facilities and shit. Really? Correct. That's what the boy said. Now, can we know if the boy is true or not? I don't know. But I keep telling the story because the boy's name was Jameson and that wasn't a popular name. And it is a super fucking popular name now. There are tons of little boys named Jameson here. Tons. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Tons. Another so it's like years. that wasn't a popular name 20 years ago even. And I, you know what I mean? Even if you want to go back to 1999, that wasn't a popular name. Nor would have anybody predicted that that would be a popular name. But now, like, every little boy has that name. So it's like, no, that could be very possible. Seven more years. He's going to, so he's got to be about 11, 12, 13 years old right now. I would assume, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that pretty soon he'll be old enough and, you know. But I'll be interested to see if when we get to because he said about 2029, 2027-ish, um, is when Congress just disbands and never comes back. And when's this? Like he said like 2027 because he said at that time it had been like three or four years that Congress had been dissolved when he called in in 2030. And he was saying that he knew as far in the future as up to 2035. And that's all he could really talk about because like he said he was in 2035 but went back to 2030 to make this call back into 20, uh, 1999. So if that's true, the last presidential election is going to be 2024. No, because he, well... Yeah, no, because it's Congress that disbands. Yeah, but they're there's still a president. Like he said, there's been no elected president since George Bush. He said that would be the last elected yeah, president no, I get that, that will actually be yeah. like truly elected. That isn't just selected is yeah, what he meant. I, I get that. Yeah, but I'm right. Saying... And so Congress disbands later. And he said Congress had been gone for like four years. They just disappeared. And then this police state came to try to keep the peace and keep everybody under control because we literally had no functioning branch of government besides the president. Yeah. would Who would be a dictator at that point? Exactly. Anybody at that point, you, I mean, you'd almost have to because people's confidence would be shot. You know, really think about that. Congress has disbanded. They do not that's, exist anymore. That's what I'm saying. So 2024 could be the last presidential election. By him yeah, it could that. be where we have our whole government intact. Right. Yeah. No, that's absolutely true. That's pretty fucking scary. And the way we feel about it, we've already kind of been feeling is this the beginning of the end. Well, I'm going to, yeah, if things keep going the way they are this this final election the midterms are going to be a clusterfuck and and the election the presidential election that might cause enough problems to disband congress three years later and say fuck all of you you know i mean this is crazy it might literally right? destroy our system it's pretty scary well, you've never met any Jamesons because they'd be like little young boys. Like all my friends who have little kids and little, little ones are uh -huh. named Jameson. I haven't met one yet. So that's probably why they're like 10, 11, 12. Right. Like when the year my son was born, that was a super popular name because me and a friend were pregnant at the same time. And that's what she was going to name her child if it was a boy, but it didn't end up being a boy. Well, you could have named it. ended up being a girl. You can name a girl Jameson. You could. Yeah, I don't see why you couldn't. But yeah. she just had two names picked out. Got it. You know, yeah, okay. one for a girl, yeah. one for a boy, okay. and it wasn't a boy. So she just sense. didn't use that one. So it was just like, but yeah. So, but around then is when it got really ultra popular, ultra popular. So then. And it wasn't too long after that that I was listening to Art Bell 24 7 because there is a period in my life for like two to three years. Literally, that's the only thing I listened to. Right. But. Every time I listened, I would be brought to something new that I needed to fucking know for like two years. It was so fucked up. I could not turn it off, but that's all I could watch. I did not watch the news. I did not consume anything else. I did not see anything else. Literally, all I knew about was Art Bell. Is that university really into physics? 
Yeah, the University of Minnesota has its own physics lab. It, the University of Minnesota is a very high-tech school as far as, like, for math. It's very well-rounded. They've got, you know, medical, you know, type programs. But science, they are heavy on there because there's a lot of agricultural science. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the fucking sciences are there. So it wouldn't surprise me that physics would be a big deal. It's, oh, man, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But they are, it's a very well, because I don't know anything that really the U of M specializes in, you know, like other schools specialize in certain majors, but it's pretty well-rounded there. You know, so, what we, you know what we have to do? You and I have to find this Jameson kid and get on the phone call with him when he calls Art Bell back in 1999. That would be dope as wouldn't fuck. That be, wouldn't that be the shit? I got to find out the day of the call because it's hard to find out this information. But a friend of mine a couple years ago came across this shit on Reddit and found a part of the clip from the boy. Uh Because that was the problem is like the way that you get these Art Bell episodes, you can't like download them or anything like they're playing on a tune in radio station and they play one right after the other. So it's not like you can pause, go back. What was that? Anything. It's just playing. They're not archived where you can't download them. Mm-mm. I don't think they go back that far anymore. Maybe there might be some place to purchase them in the old archives, but no. Oh, Art man. Bell did sell many copies of his archives back in the day. So they are possible to find. And people lately have been starting to put their collections online that they saved from the 90s. Yeah, somebody you know that they work. got all these, you know, cassette yeah. tapes with it on there. Yeah, I know people that got shit from the seventies and they still they still got it. So yeah, someone's like got I said, it. Art Bell sold a lot of his shows like in box sets, like you know, through the phone, like you used to buy everything. TLS says we're gonna destroy the planet because we create a paradox. And it was like, you know, it was expensive back then. It yeah. was like two hundred bucks or some shit. Oh yeah, I know. But you got like the whole collection and he only did that for a while. So I don't know how many collective people have it across the United States and will still have it. You know, I don't know. Uh-huh. I would hope they would still exist because I'd like to get my hands on them at one point because he had so much goddamn information. Like, I'm surprised they let him be on as long as he did. But I feel like some fucking shit happened to Art Bell. And nobody wants to admit that because he was having attacks at his property and shit before he died and shit. So I don't know. They always say nothing happened, but I feel like something happened. Oh, come on. No, nothing happened. Art Bell said he would never come back when he left until some big shit happened. And then he came back with Midnight in the Desert the year that my daughter was born in 2015. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. I actually got to tell Art Bell, though, that I was listening to Art Bell in the delivery room. Like, the doctors were asking, what the hell is that noise? I said, look, that's that's Art Bell playing. I, I I need my Art Bell. Are you serious? Okay, he just came live. It was the week he started back, so there was no way I was missing that shit. Like, mm-mm. I was not, no. In the delivery room listening to Art Bell, and I'm like, everybody, shh, I need to hear this. Like, shh, Art Bell. Wow. Yeah. They were like, what the hell is that? I was like, it's Art Bell. And I was like, he's the greatest man that ever was in ready. Like, legit. Art Bell's my hero. Huh. Yeah, I love Art Bell. And his shows are still as enlightening today as they were when he did them because it's all this like mysterious, mystical. All, you know, he wrote the book, The Global Comedy Superstorm with Whitley Strieber, which I should buy that and actually read it because I've never read it. But you know that that actually is the basis of the Day After Tomorrow movie, right? Right. 
Wait, is that the guy that got abducted by the aliens? Willie Strieber? Yes. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. But Willie Strieber and Art Bell wrote the book, The Global Coming Superstorm, talking about this exact shit that's happening to us right now in his book many years ago. You're freaking me out, man. Mm-hmm. That's wow. why I said we need to do the show. The show needs to be done because yeah. all this shit ties together and we're getting to like the crux head point. And then what does that mean for us? Um, trouble. Very trouble. Yeah. Would we cause a paradox? I don't know if we cause a paradox. That's if the paradox theory is real. No, Damn it, TLO, stop trying to ruin our time travel dreams. I get, all right, kid, we don't have to get in the phone conversation or plasma conversation, but we can watch it. Well, yeah, maybe we could go down there and try to find the little plasma wall and shit. We'll just hide in a corner and wait till he comes up and go. Yeah, let's do, I wonder if we could like sign up for classes or something and like be in the little physics lab or yeah. something. I don't know. Shit, there's gotta be something we could do. I just want to see you, it. That's all. I want to see this shit. I want to yeah. see how this shit works, but I don't believe, I don't know for sure if there is a paradox theory. If the paradox theory is, is real, then we would fuck it up. But if it's not real, then we just saved humanity. Just saying. Same. So because if we could prove that we went back in time, no, the government would snatch us up. Though if we could prove we went back in time, though, they would. They wouldn't let us. They wouldn't let us talk about it. There's no way. Because no. you know, there's all these people who claim there's like you know all these time travel police and all sort of shit. So I don't know if we'd be able to. I think the government would try to snatch us if we were able to. Because we can't tell anybody about it. Because then people would know it's real. Then no. what? They can't have that. Nope. So, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to go to the gulag forever, Tim? I mean, uh-uh. yeah, I, have just saying. Time. I don't know if they let us be together. So, just saying, yeah, I hear you. like at least if we could be together, like stranded on a desert island or something, it might be all right. But, well, if we, if we know, don't get that deal, if we know about it, they know about it. That's for damn sure. So. Well, that's just it. Yeah. And they more, they know a lot more about it. So, I don't think I have watched the time machine. It's a good, it's well, it depends on which one you're talking about, but they're all good. There was one made about like, 20 years ago. It was pretty, it was pretty good. What's that? I haven't seen that. Yeah, Who's good. in that, TLO? I can't remember. TLO will tell us, like I said, he's our resident movie expert. He can have his own show, like Siskel and Ebert. Like, he's seen so many movies, owns thousands of movies, like, movie expert. So let's just say this, the paradox thing in that. So if the government stops this kid from making that plasma call, then did it ever happen? Ooh, good point. Good point. Now, could there be a ripple in time because the boy came out on the show at the time that our bill did it? Now, that that could be possible. Yeah, Guy Pierce. Yep, that's right. Mm-hmm. Because they could have went in the, you know, into the future and found him. And did something to him to try to change his timeline, which could be why we have changed timelines here and Mandela effect. Very possible. Like if you want to go into paradoxes and and bullshit and timelines and multiple timelines, parallel timelines, very possible. Because Art Bell had a whole dedicated time traveler line that he opened quite often on his show. Yeah, it was open most of the time, wasn't it? A lot of the times towards the end, it was like in the beginning, he only did it every once in a while. And then he would do, you know, other ones like the devil line, you know, he'd fuck around, you know, on Halloween and ghost to ghost and shit like that. 
And but the most popular one was the time traveler line. And many time travelers called in. And I have somewhere notes that I wrote down at the time because I'm not into like dictation or any of that shit. I gotta write shit down if I'm listening to something and I want to remember it. And I wrote it down and I was writing down at the time all these different time travelers because some of their stories were intersecting at the time. Now it was taking like six months, a year to, to hear some of these stories. Cause like I said, you didn't get to pick what order the shows were played in. You didn't get to pick it just what was the luck of the draw. And so I just happened to collect and be listening at the right times. Cause like I said, half the time I'd listen to it while I was sleeping. It's not like I heard what was saying then, but I would just happen to be awake and they'd be saying this shit. And I'd be like, Holy shit. Like, Holy shit. Like, and so, like I said, some of their timelines cross. So I don't know. They could probably go back and fuck with them. And then that shit never happened. And then we get to that point and something else happens. Very possible. You know, that type of shit has been highlighted in that show I was telling you about Eureka. Yeah. They have a whole time travel, whole situation. And a bunch of paradoxes and timelines and wormholes and, and shit. That's half what the show's about in the, right. the later seasons. Yeah. So very possible. And, and this show has the DOD in it and shit. And so and a lot of government entities and base a lot of facts on real shit and factual shit that happened in history. So I can't imagine that what they were talking about wasn't correct with this time travel and how they say they're able to do it, the technology for it. It all makes sense. And I mean, this show was 2007. Mm. So just saying. Crazy. Yeah, and there's shit that we know now that we didn't know then. Like, they were talking about maybe we'll find the Higgs boson particle. Well, we found that shit. Hmm. You know, and they were talking about the hydrogen colliders and using that to find the Higgs boson particle and why that was important. So let's play more mind-bending shit. So if the government catches this kid and stops him from making that plasma call to Art Bell, then wouldn't that change our line of reality? And therefore, if they stop him, it never happened? Maybe, potentially, but could they stop him when it already happened in time previously? Yeah, 1999. Right. I don't know. Wouldn't they have to go back to 1999 when he yeah, made the I call and stop him? But, but how would we have heard it in this timeline? I don't know. Does that that's, mean they would, yeah, that call would just disappear yeah. then? We'd never be able to find it again? Because it is pretty much scrubbed from the internet. It's really hard to find. Like I said, a friend of mine sent me a clip, but it's not the whole clip. It's only a portion of the call. It's not a full complete portion because there's a bunch of shit he does not mention that is not in there. And I remember this call like direct word for word. So they could have caught him and and rechanged it that way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What he said. Yeah, that's yep. possible. Because why it, yeah. in the future now it sounds different than it did at the time. God, and like I said, it's one of very few calls that I remember word for word, but it literally struck my attention because the boy said he was Jameson and he was from this year. And I was like, he'd probably be born right now. I was like, he'd probably be born right now. And there's a bunch of kids named fucking Jameson being born. What the shit? It was like every like basic pumpkin spice white girl's kid's name <laughs> that year. I mean it. So that's why it like really piqued my attention because I was like, this is the first time in history that this name has been extremely popular. What are the fucking chances? And then if you mm. calculate from now till 2030, that kid would be born right now. So what the hell? Yep. And then after that, I show up at the U of M and see that they're building a new physics lab. Kid says he's in a new physics lab. What the hell? That would have freaked me out. 
Mm-hmm. I've been freaked out for years over that shit. That shit is the only time traveler call, you know, like I've heard the madman Markums and all that. And uh, he also had, uh, who was that other popular time traveler, TLO? Um, damn, why can't I think of his name? He was so popular. And everybody always talked about him when they talked about Art Bell and time travelers, and they could never prove he was real. But he had a lot of anomalies, like posting in like chat boards back in the day and talking about shit that he couldn't have known about, but knew about on these chat boards. And so that's how he proved to people like he was, oh, John Teeter. There we go, John Teeter. Crazy. He used to call in a bunch on Art Bell. And then nobody knows what, who he was or was he a time traveler or was he not. Highly recommend looking into that. Madman Markham claimed that he built a time machine and then all of a sudden Madman Markham disappeared. Well, yeah, he would, actually. You would, because like, if he actually was able to do it, like, boom, he's gone. But he was talking to Art Bell about how he was building it and all this other shit because, like, t- Art Bell was super into time travel because he was like, if time travel ever existed, it would have to exist now. Because the linear way of, of time, at some point, if somebody figured it out, it would be figured out for all of time. Huh. Yeah, so I was like, he got a good point, though, because, like, if somebody's going back in time from the future, that means it would have to exist. Like at this point in yeah. time. Yeah. So like in some degree or capacity, whether we can like reach that or not, doesn't matter. The fact that it would exist somewhere in some timeline. Yeah. <laughs> and people are using it to move back and forth in time. Yeah. Which I do believe that it could be possible. And, you know, especially learning about, you know, these particle physics and shit and exotic particles and all these things possible i mean there are ways to take exotic particles from one place and send them to another so if they could find a way to dissolve all of our exotic particles in our human body and then ship them it would be possible like star trek shit yeah like beam me up scotty shit yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy i think they did that and they talk about all this science in this eureka show so i like i'm telling you i highly recommend you watch it because honestly i feel like this was like a playbook by the government like yeah it's a fictional show but all the shit they're talking about is the correct and true science it's not bullshit science they're talking about it is the correct and true particle science it's the correct particle physics it's the correct mechanisms the correct shit they're talking about because this town is supposed to be a, a town of super intelligent scientists that's off the grid that nobody knows about, that no one else can access but these people who work for this third-party organization that's kind of run by the DOD but isn't. DOD kind of oversees shit, but they run their own, you know, private sector shit. Like DARPA. <laughs> like DARPA. It is like ultimate DARPA, though. The shit they're making, DARPA ain't got shit on, and they say that in one of their episodes. <laughs> do they really? Yes, okay. they do. That's why I was like, oh, this show is like telling us without telling us because people don't realize. And at the time, they would have just thought this shit was super fantasy because half of this shit didn't exist, but it does now. Like I said, his Higgs boson particle wouldn't even have been found at the time this show came out. And Higgs boson particle is found. And they, like I said, they talk about the specific, uh, you know, CERN hadron colliders, why you needed bigger hadron colliders, why you needed to spin the particles a certain way to try to get the Higgs boson, because then that's going to help teach about antimatter and blah, blah, blah. The same shit that it came out that that is true. 
And that's happened with a lot of topics on this show that make me be like, what the fuck? And that shows from because, 2007. Correct. What? And it was on for four years. Wow. There's like five seasons or something like that. I'm on season four. I'm almost done with season four. And then I got season five and then I'm done. I'm gonna and then they it. made like a little spinoff show called Warehouse 13, which is kind of the same people, but not the same people. Mm. But there's a few characters that come from, and they've already shown you who they are now in Eureka. Like uh, we got to see one of the chicks like eight episodes ago um, that comes from Warehouse 13. So then that's the connection where you finally see, and then eventually it'll it'll probably spin off. Um, so, but it's interesting. Like I said, there's all types of time travel, science, secret government projects. It's got everything in this show. And it's supposed to be like a lighthearted kind of comedy show. So I could see why people don't think it's real. But the science that they're talking about is 100% real. They're not just like gibbering when they're talking. I'll have to check it out. Like Doctor Who or whatever. Yeah, like like Doctor Who. Yeah. And, and me and me and TLO were talking about this. People have said that there is a, a great similarity to Doctor Who because every episode is like independent from each other, but there are like overarching story arcs throughout the whole thing. Yeah, right. So it's very Doctor Who like. They're connecting dots, but, but not all the time. Right, 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 right. Like you might see it like three, four episodes down, you know what I mean? But each episode you might be like watching them do something else. Right. And then they'll tie it back in later, huh. you know, or certain storylines now have went over two seasons, you know? So it's like, it just kind of depends, but it's, a, it builds on itself and it's a really good show. Like, I can't say enough about it. Like just for entertainment purposes alone, it's a good show. But when you actually watch it, like as a nerd conspiracy theorist, there's too much shit in that show that they knew what they were telling people. Like they weren't lying. They weren't bullshit. Like they just told it all because it's supposed to be light, funny, haha, lighthearted show. Hmm. But you watch it and they tell you all their little dirty secrets and details. Like I said, they were joking about, they had more shit than DARPA and their shit was more secret. And they gave that shit to DARPA years ago and blah, blah, blah. And they had already done it and blah, blah, blah. Like, bro. Whoa. Yeah. So it's like, oh shit. And like, they talk about like Einstein and like, he was like the one who basically like founded this town and like all this shit. Hmm. So like, what if something like that does exist? Probably does. I, I could see it. How hard would it be to hide a whole town from people? Because they have it like electronically shielded where like you couldn't get in if you were an outsider. Right. So I could see it. Mm -hmm. and all the EMF technology and weapons that they create in the show and all this shit, like, oh my God, it's so real. Like it's fucked up because we actually have a lot of this shit now. Hmm. Yeah. And like they're trying to go to, um, titan in the show and there's a lot of shit about space travel and all this shit which is very reminiscent of like spacex now because hmm. there was no private company doing anything then this is very similar to what spacex is doing now the same technologies the same type of thrusters the same type of shit they're using that they'd be able to increase payload and bring people and all the shit like how would they have known that Unless somebody at the government was like, put this shit on your show and here's the correct science. It's crazy. 
So they're not just going to let you blabber on about science that's not correct and true, especially when your your show is wrapped up a lot in the DOD and government stuff. Huh. Department of Defense isn't going to let you have some bullshit show. No. They're not. No. Mm-mm, they would shut that shit down so quick, you wouldn't even be able to put it on TV. And... Yeah, they would. So, obviously, they got permission from the DOD to say this shit. Right. And, and you know, show their office in that light. You know, I mean, in one of the episodes, they give up a prisoner to the company and was like, they're under your full jurisdiction now. Wow. Yeah, like just signed over a person, like a whole ass person. Wait till you watch the show. It's fucking I'm good. Going to. Like I said, I'm like hundreds of episodes in now. So like, but watch it. And like the first episode had me like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Like, holy shit. Like, we're about to see some shit. And I was right. So, just saying. All right. I will check it out. You should. Um, What's TTM? I don't know. Oh, that time machine. The time or machine? Snowpiercer tonight. Yeah, Snowpiercer is a good one. They have it, I think, even on Pluto TV for free, Tim. Yeah, they do. I've seen it. Have you? Yeah, watch okay. that shit. Okay. It's fucked up. Right. Like the first time I watched it, I had rented it or we like saw it in theater or something. And it was like me and Mr. Tire just like we watched it and then we both just like looked at each other and was like, that could actually happen. Like the uh, government would do that to us. That's how it would go down. That's how we felt. Like it was so messed up. Wow. And there's like, oh, it's so deep. Like it's raw. Like I'm telling, oh, it's so Watch it. Cause see, I'm not a spoiler person, so I don't like to do spoilers. So I don't like to talk about story arcs or none of that shit. Cause I just, I'm not a spoiler person. Right. I just, I don't like to ruin it for people. Yeah. I don't either. I want you to like watch it and get your own opinion. But like, I'm just saying, I, mm, all right. You know, it's, it's good though. Like, that's good. I highly recommend. I'm gonna check it out. But we got to just look out for each other, though, because I think that's the overarching, you know, way to tie the whole thing together tonight. Is we got to watch out for each other because government's not gonna watch out for us. Nope. Most people aren't even watching out for each other in their own nope. communities. No, they're not. So, like we've been saying for a really long time, we're just gonna have to deal with smaller, like-minded communities. Yep. There's not going to be this mass awakening of which we hoped, uh -uh. you know, of all the people waking up to what's happening. Like there is a slow awakening that always occurs. But I think as these larger cataclysms keep arising and keep creating mass destruction, we're just going to have to focus on small groups and having those small groups take care of each other. Right. I think that's the only way. The only way that it'll be sustainable, scalable. Um, you know, and a way that people can try to just stay out of the the spotlight, you know, as shit gets worse. Right. You know, they're already talking about one of our former hosts who used to be with us on Freedom Revolution Network and on Freedomizer. Evie was saying that her husband works for Frito-Lay. And word on the street is, is that the large re retailers are not going to be getting their Christmas shipments for goods and items. So if you are planning to Christmas shop for kids, uh, family members, 
uh, things of that nature, you might want to start now Uh-oh. because there may not be deliveries coming for Christmas due to the fact that they already had backlog, you know, in merchandise and they're already storing all this stuff. They don't really have room for anything else. And they're not going to throw this merchandise away either. Right. So they might not be getting any more shipments for goods and items at a lot of different stores. Also, I read it is an intense and brutal movie. Like it is, it's brutal. It's it's rough, bruh. Oh, it's the soul. Um, But I read a, a, a post today Somebody was talking about all the businesses that have closed recently mm-hmm. and how basically like the luxury industry in the United States and worldwide has literally collapsed. Like Chanel has stopped producing items. Hermes has stopped production. Really? Yes. They're no longer making items. As well as, I mean, it was a list of like 30 different stores and chains that have closed. They said a total of 20,000 stores will close this year. I believe it. They just pushed too far with the shutdown. That was the whole point. Airbnb said 12 years of their work was dissolved in six weeks. Yep. Can't recover. Where they might not recover. You can't. You can't recover. No. Unless you're a giant business that's going to get bailed out, that's it. Yep. And so where does that leave the rest of us as we watch the whole infrastructure around us and all the businesses, all the restaurants, all the supportive businesses for our community fall by the wayside due to these regulations? And then we literally have nothing besides mega retailers, because that's what's happening in small towns all around the country. Even in my little town, stores are closing left and right. Well, even if New you are, things are opening, but other things are closing. Yeah, but even if you are you are a mega retailer, you still have to buy buy your stuff from somebody, which is usually and that's smaller true businesses. Too. And some of them are closing too. Yeah, you so know, you don't I have mean, a Bed Bath chain. and Beyond. Yeah, um, right. You know, there's a bunch of places that are downsizing for stores. That is true. But this mm-hmm. list was so long and so extensive. And it just took me back because I was like, I guess I haven't paid attention because I haven't really cared about those things. Right. But they're probably right. Who is buying all these things? And then the rest of the businesses that, you know, got hit hard, especially like in the entertainment industries or the hospitality industry, you know, small mom and pop hotels, things like that. People probably went broke. Oh, yeah. I, I you can know, you had no time. one staying. No, you can't. When this happened, you know, I, I, I'm kind of I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm kind of grateful or relieved that I was destroyed with my business because my business wouldn't have survived. Right. You you can't, you can't be shut down for a year or two years with no income stream and expect to stay open. It's impossible. Well, it is because I mean, especially when they had all the restrictions on businesses, you couldn't even go out to eat anymore. Yeah. So you're limited curbside bullshit. Yeah. You're limited to your sales income. When, when,